It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me the Friday before Christmas. And if you're at home and not traveling anywhere now, smart you. Trigger warning. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. I'm watching the news as I'm talking to you guys right now. So the short story is over 3,000 flights canceled. About 1,500 flights delayed, but over 3,000. They're heading to 4,000 flights canceled real fast right now with no idea when they're going to be able to get them started. Then there's highways across America besides major interstates, but back highways and so on, being shut down because of the big winter storm moving across the area. So not a good time to be traveling. Even if the weather's nice, the holidays, especially Christmas time, very difficult because there's so many people who want to get home. But then you throw this on top of it, and what a disaster. Which is why I just sent a note to my sister. I am so glad I went to visit when I did. A couple of reasons. I went back to Florida after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas. There's a lull in there where the ticket prices are stupid low. Not all the planes are full. They're trying to fill every seat they can, so they drop the prices to just a ridiculous low. And so I took one of those vacations, and I was there completely out of, you know, between the two holidays. And then when I came back, at first I was grumbling because I come back to Wyoming and the storm hits. Wow, did I pick the wrong week? Actually, no. Tell you the truth, a couple of storms hit here. But because it was just the best time. The fact that I'm not going anywhere, it is a disaster for travelers out there right now. Oh, by the way, thanks... To across Wyoming, across the region, I woke up last night, middle of the night. We all have to wake up and go pee at some point, right? And I hear, is that a snowplow? And I look out my window, and several snowplows made several passes on my road. And they weren't just going up and down, back and forth. They were dropping, you know, and scraping. They were dropping dirt and all that kind of stuff. My ride in this morning was so much better than it has been, well, yesterday especially, but really was so much better. Past couple of days, it's just been an ice skating rink out there. It really has. So they took care of that, and I'm thinking, there were people doing that all over Wyoming. Most Wyoming roads, not all, but I mean major thoroughfares and highways and so on, most are open right now. And it's because we had these people up all night long working to clear that up. So for those of you out there across Wyoming who spent the night clearing our roads, whether in towns or on the major highways, thank you for that. Most people don't even know that you were doing it because they were asleep while you guys were up all night. So yes, it is really appreciated what you do. And 
to be frank with you, it is kind of dangerous work despite the size of the vehicle. Even those guys can get stuck and turned over and so on despite the size of their vehicle. So that was taken over. Now, let's see. Coldest uh, so far, I mentioned there's about today over 3,000 flights canceled. So far, this Christmas trips, uh, just this past few days, there's been about 9,000 flights canceled, lots of travelers delayed. But let's go back to here in the state of Wyoming. When that big storm hit, what did it cause for us? Now, this is where I just can't say it enough. I don't care how good you think you are. When a storm like this comes, the best thing to do, is, unless somebody is going to die, just stay where you are. But so many people think, oh, I got it. I can handle it. And they go out. Wyoming Highway Patrol said this was unprecedented. They got 787 calls, 196 motor-assisted rescues, and 104, pardon me, 104 crashes. Wednesday, the story says, Cowboy State Daily, historic day for Wyoming Highway Patrol. He's never seen anything like this in his 20-year career. Over a 12-hour period Wednesday, Wyoming Highway Patrol answered 787 calls, 196 motorists assist, 104 crashes. He said it isn't so much the quality or the quantity of snow received. It's the combination of falling snow, of course, the winds, gale force winds, and also how fast that temperature dropped. I mean, in one case in Cheyenne, it was recorded that within about 30 minutes, it dropped like 30 degrees or 35 degrees, somewhere around there. The uh, driving off the road is a road you just couldn't see, he said. Also adding to the challenges, he said, the hydraulic fluid on many tow trucks would freeze because of the ultra-cold temperatures. Well, you got to picture how many, what you need then to assist somebody if, if you have to do all that manually. And then the heinous conditions contributed to fatal crashes on Interstate 80, and that was west of Rawlins. Uh, the man killed was a 29-year-old of Saratoga. And super fast freeze, the story says, one of the most astonishing aspects of the day was the rapid plunge in temperatures seen across the state. Again, that just makes everything worse. He said, I was watching the clouds come over the hills. They started engulfing Cheyenne in a matter of minutes. It was remarkable. The residents of Wyoming, he's been a resident for 46 years. He believes the state used to receive heavier, more dense snowfalls. This one was much lighter. It was a whole lot lighter because of the way it came in. And, uh, yeah, that there was a t- – if you go back to the 70s, and I hear a lot of people say this, well, we used to get a lot of more snow, heavier. Yeah, back in the 70s, conditions gave us much heavier snowfall, more water filled than now. This was a much drier front, but that shows you how conditions just change over time. And the weather never stays the same. For those people you hear me talking about all the time who get all hyperactive about, well, but climate change, the climate's never going to stay the same. 
There is no such thing as it's supposed to be this way. It never is supposed to be a certain way. Things are constantly changes. So the way the snow falls now, how we receive the snowfall, is a little bit different than you might have remembered when you were a kid. But it could go back to the way it was before. We'll see. This particular front, the way it came down, was a really dry front by comparison. So we did get snow, and you still could get some in the next couple of days, but it's going to be a really dry, light, fluffy snow out there. Okay, those are all the travel problems and delays. Now, the storm that we went through, the rest of the country has to deal with it now. All the way up to Maine, down to Florida. The rest of the country has to deal with all of this. We, however... We're actually warming up. Where I am right now, it's minus 8. That's better. When I woke up, it was minus 15. So that's an improvement. We will get into, in my area, the single digits today, positive numbers, but we're not going to break freezing. But if you've been listening and watching your weather forecast, as we get into Saturday and then Sunday, we're actually going to get into some above-freezing double-digit temperatures So it'll be like in the 30s, average temperature around the state of Wyoming. We'll keep you posted on that. 615, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite? Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 618 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I'm watching. They got a ridiculously large television. They put my studio over here. Big news of the morning is all of the flight delays across the country, and they're doing like play-by-play, like this is a hurricane hitting or some other story like that. Some story, even election results, whatever the case is, we're doing moment-by-moment, play-by-play here. I know it's important to people, and we need to see this number. It's just interesting to look over there and think, wow, the big dominating news story today that all the networks are handling, nonstop wall-to-wall coverage, flight delays. All right, during the course of this week, I found a very clever gentleman on YouTube who, a few years ago, sat down and wrote a liberal's letter to Santa, and I've been playing you part one. Last night, he posted a update for 2022. Dear Santix, hi, it's me again. First, I want you to know that I respect the fact that you might now identify differently than you did last year. So I'll keep calling you Santix until you say otherwise. I don't want to get coal for misgendering you. I want another winter of severe illness and death for those non-compliant right-wing conspiracy theorists. Can you believe they're still around? I thought for sure the first one would wipe them out, but they look healthier and happier than ever. And I don't like that. That's not fair to people like me who followed orders in this free country. Speaking of following orders, can you send me some extra boosters? Ever since the first ones I got, I haven't been feeling very well. I'm guessing that must mean they're working and I just need a few more. I tried to tweet that, but those hateful conservatives ganged up on me and ratioed me to Middle Earth. I'm furious that Elon Musk bought Twitter and wants to bring free speech back to the platform. Honestly, If it's not too much trouble, can you make one of my gifts be a massive power outage at Twitter headquarters? Ever since people have started being allowed to tweet things I disagree with again, I've been so enraged I can barely function. My heart starts pumping extra fast, and I just can't calm down, and it just starts to feel like, phew. Okay, I'm good for the next few minutes. Almost thought climate change was about to finish me off. 
That's what's been causing so many of my friends to start dropping like flies. Yeah, climate change. It definitely wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, the thing. Speaking of that, can you give me something that makes me feel like I'm morally superior again? This time last year, I felt so cool showing my little compliance card to everyone, but nobody asks to see it anymore, and that makes me feel kind of dumb. And I'm not dumb at all. I'm really smart. The world also needs more electric cars. So I'm going to have to ask for one of those this year, too. Just not a Tesla. That'll show Elon. I know you have to mine thousands and thousands of pounds of earth to get the materials needed for one electric car battery, but that's a price I'm willing to pay to save the earth. And it's okay. I won't even be able to charge or drive it very much anyway thanks to rolling blackouts due to energy shortages in my blue city. It'll be perfect. Maybe one day we can all eat bugs and live in little pods and own nothing and be happy. When we can't afford to own anything anymore, the government will be able to take care of us. And they never mess anything up at all. It'll be great. Oh, that reminds me. Can you give the government even more power? I only want it because conservatives don't want it. They say it's silly to believe that you, a bearded man, will give me free stuff. But they're just being bigots. Guys with beards promising free stuff has always worked so well in the past. I understand if you can't get me everything I want this year. If you're too stressed and busy, please just donate all my gifts to Ukraine. I don't think we've given them enough money so far. Happy holidays, Santics. I hope you enjoy the ethically sourced soy milk and bug protein cookies I'm leaving out just for you. Now, actually, you, you can go ahead and look up. There's that one. Then there's one he's done for previous years. They're actually about eight minutes or so long, each of them. I've heavily, heavily edited that down just to get to what I thought were the best parts of it. But it's a liberal letter to Santa. Find them on YouTube. And what I like about the way he makes his points in that satire is he just brings out the contradictions. This guy believes all sorts of contradictory things and doesn't understand that he's believing contradictory things. Contradictions cannot exist. They can't both be true. It's not possible. Yet he fully embraces all of these contradictory things and writes to Santa who he believes is true as well because, hey, there's somebody out there that's just giving us all sorts of free stuff, right? Sure. And there's no consequence for getting all of that free stuff? It doesn't come from anybody else? Sure. He's okay with that. So if you want to hear the full version of those bits, YouTube, Liberal Letter to Santa, and again, he's got several of those. Okay, speaking of, of Santa Claus and just gifts, so a deal has been reached in the Senate. Yesterday, House of Representatives passed that omnibus spending bill. Then the Senate passed the omnibus spending bill. Now, there was about 18 Republicans who voted for it. The rest voted against it. And I immediately went to look, since I'm living here in Wyoming, did any Wyoming senators, we have two of them, everybody has two, did Wyoming senators vote for this? No, they did not. Good, because you're talking 1.7 trillion omnibus bill here. Talk about Christmas time. And this is a funding they had to quickly throw together because your government, once again, was running out of money. Despite the fact that in the past couple of years, they've borrowed and printed about $5 trillion, 
beyond the taxpayer money they already received from you, and yet somehow they ran out of money. So they went ahead and just borrowed and printed a whole bunch more to get us through the next. The story here says the Senate clinched a deal Thursday morning that tees up passage of the $1.7 trillion government funding package for the coming hours, averting a shutdown that would have kicked in Friday tonight. Would have kicked in. The agreement to vote on the mammoth spending bill is a sharp turn, the story says, from Wednesday night when senators left Capitol mired in gridlock over how to handle politically tricky GOP border amendments. If approved, the proposed Republican-backed change could derail the entire package because it would spark a revolt from House progressives. In the end, Senator Salter resolved the impasse by adding two dueling border proposals to the list of 15 spending bill amendments that are set to get voted on and and were. Both border plans are expected to fail, uh, though the votes gave the Democrats and Republicans a chance to take their proposed issues without jeopardizing the fate of the border funding measure. But how's all that spending on the border been working? It's, It's achieved what for us? Exactly. Yeah. Quote, we have an agreement now. It's taken a while, but it's worth it. And I appreciate the cooperation, said Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, New York. Uh, let me see. The story also said Senate Majority Leader Schumer took to the floor 2 a.m. Thursday to say an agreement was near. I'm expected I'll be able to lock into an agreement on the omnibus tomorrow morning, he said. We're very close And again, what exactly is supposed to be accomplished with this massive spending bill and how much was put into who read the thing? Who exactly read the whole thing? Yeah, we're over, we're close to 5,000 pages at this point. And it was dropped in front of your representatives and your senators at the last minute. Nobody got a chance to pour through all of this. And they pass it as fast as they can because they have to do it. Emergency measures, you know, or your government's going to get shut down. And they act as if that's a bad thing. There was a few years ago I was watching, I forget which news network it was. It might have been CNN. And there was an anchor woman, and she looked all concerned. And it was a government shutdown that we were going through. And she looked at the camera and said, your government has been shut down. Yeah, and good. And we went through about a week or so of a government shutdown. And things were great. By the way, when government shuts down, most of government doesn't shut down. Only a small percentage of it actually does. And they worry so much, well, we're going to have problems with uh, police and, and people are going to go to hospitals and they won't be taken care of. And what about Social Security checks? A very tiny percent of government actually gets shut down. And I love it when they say, well, government is now operating with all but essential service, just essential services. Well, we can debate what essential services are. But isn't government just supposed to be only essential services? You know, if they can go ahead and shut down a bunch of non-essential services, let's start by doing that. And then let's debate what essential services are and shut down even more. And we'll find out we can actually get away with, well, a whole lot less than we currently have, saving us a ton. But you know what I think about the smallest possible government. Coming up on 6.30.
we got some local news coming your way. Update on that weather forecast with Don Dad. Still looking at all sorts of travel delays around the country. If you're not going anywhere over the next few days, good for you. You've made the smart move. A lot of people are really stressed out right now, deciding to try to get home at the last minute. I wouldn't even do this if the weather was good. Just too many people trying to get to too many places all at once. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, let's see. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis whose dog would not go out to pee yesterday because of the cold, just messaged me. Oh, I was going to... Oh, that's a cute picture of your dog there. Yeah. Although your dog always looks very serious. Jim and Casper, morning, ran for danger. I was just talking about the pork spending bill being passed by Congress last night, which is massive and pork-ridden. So much pork and nonsense, she says, I was really hoping it wouldn't pass. And the government would shut down. Yeah, once again, I saw, and I want to say it was a CNN anchor woman who acted like it was a huge deal. Your government is shut down. When the government was shut down a few years ago. And it wasn't a big deal. It really made no difference to the lives of Americans whatsoever. And I would have thought, oh, good, the government shut down for a while. We're going to save at least a little bit of money. No, because when the shutdown was over, all of the employees that came back to work were given money for the time they had off. Yeah. They caught back up on the spending real quick, in other words. So how much is the spending bill? Billions and 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 long time. We need to send a message to Washington. We need fiscal restraint. Spent four to eight years complaining about all the cash we spend. Asking for your vote and money, we need limited government. About how these deficits are costing us a trillion a
sorry, they'll be turned off for us. So you'll be happy to know that your senators from Wyoming did not vote for this monstrosity. However, 18 other Republican senators did. So what's the matter, Senator? Flushing all that taxpayer money down the toilet, clogging up the drain again? And how? And nothing works when the money don't flow. And I bet flushing all that Chinese money really clogs the pipes. Oh, with interest. Yeah, Chinese money's the worst. Well, Senator, to keep that money flowing, why not try this new pipe cleaner? It's called Debt Bomb. Debt Bomb? Yes, Debt Bomb, Senator. With all the pressure building up in the pipes from all that money you're flushing down the toilet, well, there's just simply no flow. You need something to clear the clog. But don't worry. The pressure will eventually build up that you can just shove Debt Bomb into the toilet and everything blows sky high. Senator, there's nothing. No economy, no country, nothing. Well, you say that like it's a bad thing. Endorsed by governments worldwide, it's inevitable. Debt bomb. Of course, all of these people are acting like they did a great thing by passing what they did last night. And most, well, none of them know exactly all that's in it. But that's like Pelosi said a few years ago. We got to pass it to find out what is in it. And that's basically what's going to happen here. So the trick to this is, and and there's really only one way to solve this problem. And at some point, hopefully the American people wake up. We can do this the hard way or we can do this the easy way. And I know we're going to end up doing it the hard way. But that's to get rid of the people that we currently have in Washington, D.C. and bring in a whole new crop. Because the current crop of people in D.C. have learned that they can make a lot of money off of what they just spent. This doesn't just go toward uh, running government. This goes into their pockets, too, through friends of theirs. People get the money and make sure that their representatives and senators get the money, too. It's all a big circle of flowing money through the establishment, which is why it doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican. All right, coming up on 642 here, your weather forecast with Don Day is, like the past couple of days, really important to listen to. Wake Up Wyoming. This weather up on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Nice drive in, Frank, I hope. Piece of cake, yes. Okay, because yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night last night. Of course, you always have to pee at some point. Of course, yeah. And I hear them go by. The plows? Plows go by. They're dropping dirt out there. They took multiple passes on my street. Yeah, I mean, um, normally speaking, you know, in Casper, I mean, they, they do a really nice job. Yeah. You know, for the, you know, overnight, you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible. You know, like, they've been out there all night. Yep. You know, the same thing with the whiteout folks. They're out yep. there all night, and they're plowing, and then the, the, the wind blows the snow right back where right they back, started, yeah, yeah. and then they got to start over again. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, today's commute was uh, We're so very far. nice. In fact, I checked it out. Most Wyoming highways, back highways, main highways, so on, yeah, are open and running. So, to the guys who stayed up all night long and gals working on that, thank you. Because it was actually a nice ride in this morning compared to what we had past couple of days. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a young lady... Who is Christmas time, as you understand there, Frank, you know, and she yeah. is doing some work around the back of her house and she goes over to her back door and there's a little windowsill right by her back door. Okay. And on the windowsill, there's a Christmas cookie. Oh. That's very nice. And yeah. she's looking at wondering, well, who the heck left me a Christmas cookie? So she takes it, you know, but doesn't eat it, just kind of wondering who left me a Christmas cookie. 
A little while later, another one arrives. And another Christmas cookie. Getting a few of these Christmas cookies, he's really curious about who. Well, she does have around her house. She's got cameras, like so many people do for security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she backs it up and takes a look. Apparently, a squirrel has a crush on her. Oh, so the squirrel is bringing her cookies. Yeah, keeps running up her railing and jumping over to the ledge and putting a cookie right by the back door. Okay, you know, now what's the question here? Where is the squirrel getting the cookies? That's my question, too. That's the first thing I thought of. Where exactly is the squirrel going that he has access to Christmas cookies? And why does he keep bringing them to this young lady and leaving it right by her door, right? He always puts them in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And then takes off. So what exactly is the squirrel's thought process on this? But I'm with you. And he gets the cookies because somewhere else on the other side of the story is somebody going, where are all my Christmas cookies going? Yeah, and the squirrel doesn't like it. That's even worse. University of Wyoming basketball teams will have some time off for the holidays. The Cowboys get a break. Uh, go get to the break with a record of 5-7 and seven after a 66-54 loss to St. Mary's and Phoenix uh, earlier this week. That's far below preseason expectations, and the team certainly misses star forward Graham Ike, who has not played this season due to a foot injury. Cowboys will start Mountain West Conference play on Wednesday at Fresno State. They, this group has got to find ways to win as opposed to finding ways to lose. Wyoming Cowgirls will get to the break at 7-4 and four as they rebounded from a big loss at Nebraska to beat a good Wichita State team on the road on Tuesday, 61-56. Douglas native Allison Furdy got 16 points and 18 rebounds in that game, and the team as a whole went 8-15 from the three-point line. Cowgirls will start Mountain West conference play on Thursday at Nevada, Las Vegas. In the National Football League, there's a ton of games tomorrow, including Buffalo at Chicago. Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen named to the Pro Bowl. The Bills are 11-3 on the season. Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at New England. The Bengals with 10-4. Wilson was in on 15 tackles in last week's win over Tampa Bay. And last night, Jacksonville got the 7-8 with a 19-3 win over the New York Jets. Former Wyoming Cowboy Andrew Winger had one tackle for loss in that game for the Jags. Former Denver Bronco running back Ronnie Hillman passed away at the age of 31 from kidney cancer. Hillman played his college ball at San Diego State, so the Wyoming Cowboys saw a lot of him. And he ran for over 1,500 yards in his freshman year and sophomore seasons with the Aztecs. He was a third-round draft pick of the Broncos in 2012. Played on the Broncos' Super Bowl-winning season in 2015. Had seven touchdowns with 863 yards rushing. NRYYOPreps.com high school basketball poll is out. In 4A, Cheyenne East ranked number one. Cheyenne Central second. Thunder Basin third. Star Valley fourth with Sheridan and Jackson tie for fifth. In 3A, Douglas is rated number one, followed by Worland, Lander, Buffalo, and Powell. In 2A, boys, Pine Bluffs remains number one, Bighorn second, Tongue River third, Wind River fourth, and Kemmer fifth. And in 1A, boys, Saratoga ranked first, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Little Snake River, and Cokeville. And our Wild Preps girls basketball poll in 4A, Cody still number one, Cheyenne second, Campbell County third, and Natrona fourth, Laramie fifth. In 3A, Douglas rated number one with Lyman second, Newcastle third, Mountain View fourth, and Buffalo fifth. Wyoming Indian tops the 2A list, followed by Rocky Mountain, Tongue River, Kimmer, and Shoshone. And in 1A girls, Southeast ranked rank first, followed by Upton, Burlington, Cokeville, and Saratoga. That's it in sports. I do have another story. That when I put together the story about the young lady getting the Christmas cookies, there's another woman in San Francisco. Yes. Her story makes sense. She has been out her window dropping treats for crows that come to visit. Okay. The crows have decided to thank her. They show up every so often with a gift. Crows like shiny things. Okay. So whatever they can find that's like a, a 
bottle cap, whatever. Yeah. And they drop it off for her right out. As she puts it on the windowsill, they reach in and put it on the table on the other <laughs> side. Thank you for the food. Here's a shiny bottle cap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. See, that's mutual anyway. I think this squirrel just has a crush. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, okay. It's better than other things. Ah, uh, thank you, Frank. Coming up, I have no idea what he means by that, and I don't want to know. Coming up on some local business we have taken. We'll roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. I got some news, but mostly a lot of screwing around today. We're coming up on Christmas. Why not? Wake up, Wyoming. Help Ukraine. Time is 7.06. It's a Friday. Glad you made it through all of that. And if you're not traveling today, feel fortunate, smart even. Thousands of flights. There are thousands of flights canceled. A lot of people stuck on roadways all over the place. We'll keep you up to date throughout the morning. But, yeah, that winter storm moving across country. Oh, I need to go look. I said I was going to do it yesterday. Somebody's going to blame this winter storm on climate change. It's going to be your fault that this whole winter storm happened. I want to remind everybody, it's a bit warmer. It's a balmy minus 8 degrees where I'm working at today. Thanks once again to all the snowplow drivers that stayed up all night long, clearing from towns to major highways in Wyoming. Thank you for all of that. Temperature finally starting to rise. Tomorrow, we will actually break into above freezing temperatures. About time. Again, somebody's going to blame that on man-made climate change. But remember, it's coal and natural gas that's keeping you warm right now, not wind and solar. Just always want to remind you that every time temperatures get this low. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. Uh, remember, of course, it is still really cold. Despite the balmy minus 8 degrees where I'm at, it's still very cold out there. Plus wind chill. Hey, guys, here's how to dress for a last winter. On the occasional days that it's upper 40s or above, simple. It's shorts weather. Once you can see your breath, it's time to put some pants on. When you start to feel your nose hairs freezing, this is a good sign to throw in a winter jacket, hat, and gloves. As soon as you're having a hard time opening your eyes, throw in a neck warmer, snow pants, and warm waterproof boots. Save the fancy boots with the fur for your playlist. And when you can no longer step outside without saying that's your clue to bring in some heated gear. Heated vest, socks, and gloves. Feels like a built-in campfire. And for a little extra, remember, hand warmers are not just for your hands. It will feel like Florida in no time. So get out there and enjoy these freezing temps. Remember, there's no such thing as too cold, only improper clothing. Now, of course, across America, as the storm moves to the south and to the east, from Maine all the way down to Florida, since it's bad weather, they have to send reporters outside. They never send the reporters outside in the nice weather. They only send them out in the bad weather. David Watson's been monitoring traffic, but first we go to Ryan Marshall, who's out monitoring the snowfall. Ryan, what's it look like out there? Yeah, uh, it looks like 
snow, just like I predicted in my forecast from the studio. I'm not sure why I'm out here literally looking around. It looks like snow. You could just take a video of it snowing and show that. Why do I have to be here to describe snowfall? It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Seems like the cold has gotten you in an icy mood yourself, Ryan. Okay, you know what, Shannon? I am in an icy mood, okay? Nice pun, by the way. All right, I was just standing out here for 20 minutes waiting for you guys to throw to me, and I was just, oh, doing some thinking. I spent $120,000 on a degree and four years in college to come out here and look around and describe what I see. I literally learned that in kindergarten I spy. It makes zero sense. Also, you know what else I was thinking while we're at it? When it's like a nice day or sunny, you never send me out to the lake or to the pool for a live shot. But oh, when there's a hurricane or snowing or a blizzard or a flood, send me out there. I'll cover it. Perfect. I guess you have a point there, Ryan. We're looking at these reports and the forecast doesn't look good. People are worried. Have you spoken to any locals? (laughs) Look around. Does there look like there's any locals out here? Everything is closed. Everyone is inside. The only reason I'm outside is to tell people not to come outside. What am I doing with my life? Well, you sure are brave, Ryan. Any word on what we can expect overnight? Uh, Yeah, more of this. Actually, 12 to 18 inches more of this. But don't worry, guys. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I got this sleeveless vest that you guys make me wear. My literal fingers are about to freeze off. I got frostbite, but oh, it's fine because we got the logo in the shot. Great. Uh, While I was playing that bit, I look over at the ridiculously large television that they have in the studio next to me, and I got to give it to this weatherman here. This guy is smart. So they went to a live report from this guy and let's see, where is he from here? Well, he's, some, he's in some major city. Oh, here we go. In, he's in Washington State, uh, D.C., apartment, Washington, D.C. And he's not outside reporting. He's actually in his apartment upstairs up in a tall building. And as he talks about how miserable it is outside, he points to the window. <laughs> so in other words, this guy is smart enough to not go outside like they want him to and report this. He's just going to stand there in his apartment and go, yeah, it's really cold out there. That's... That is a smart meteorologist. Okay. You remember, for those people who like Cousin Eddie from the National Lampoon Christmas Story, headline for you. I've seen, by the way, several people around. It's a Christmas thing. Several people around Christmas time like to have a mannequin dressed up as Cousin Eddie holding a beer and a hose as he drains his RV down into the uh, sewage system below the town, basically. Remember that from the movie, right? I've seen that display set up even in Cheyenne. Headline, police called after Cousin Eddie holiday display spooks neighbors. Police in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, were called to the scene, a man allegedly exposing himself outside a home, only to find out it was simply an elaborate tribute to the Christmas movie. When police arrived on the scene, oh, they must have laughed. They were relieved to learn and learn there was no crime being occurred. It was just a mannequin belonging to, well, the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation thing is what they were doing. A dispatcher in Shepherdsville described the scene of 
The male standing outside, well, he's naked. No, he's wearing a robe. He has a big robe covering his body parts. Then he's not naked then. He's exposing his legs, though. Officers got there. They did not find a man. They found a mannequin dressed as Cousin Eddie, again, holding up a Budweiser and then holding a hose, which is supposed to be. And it, there was Christmas garland coming out of the hose as if it was all of the waste from the RV. As his plumbing was full, if you remember that from the movie. Guy's got the cigar, the whole thing. It was really great setup. So the police thought it was hysterical. And they just took a bunch of pictures of it. And then told the neighbor, no, you don't understand what you're looking at there. But okay, that's what you get when you have old neighbors across the street who have nothing better to do with their time but to stare out the window occasionally and wonder, the hell is that? And then call the police on you. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, minus 20. Okay, I'm at minus 8. Good morning, Glenn. 10 degrees here. Really? I-80 John Granite Canyon. He's up kind of a high altitude. 10 degrees here. 18 degrees warmer than when I went to bed. If you're in the positive numbers, that's because you're at a higher elevation. All of that serious cold is sinking really low. And so we actually have a temperature inversion going on here. Rhiannon for danger thinks the squirrel I talked about last hour is stealing cookies from some poor kid. Cyberpoke and Laramie, hey, any reports on app crashing? Uh, no, I haven't heard, but I'll check into it. And Mike from Leeds, South Dakota, unfortunately, both of our traitorous senators. No, actually, my understanding is, Mike, that, oh, oh, you're in South Dakota. Your senators voted for the omnibus spending bill. Okay, yeah. Time to swap those guys out. Our Wyoming senators did not. 7.15, wake up Wyoming. More stimulated than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll kind of roll with the whole thing. Story I found for you this morning. This is another Cowboy State Daily story. You wonder where all the workers have gone. They keep telling you the unemployment rate is remarkably low. And yet at the same time, they tell you that there's all these jobs available, and nobody's, well, very few people are showing up to fill the jobs. Biggest problem that companies have across America, where is everybody? Well, if you take a look at the workforce participation rate, and then take a look at how many people are actually in the economy, you find out there's a lot of people who found ways not to participate in the economy. Therefore, your unemployment rate is not necessarily true, the number they're giving you. Here's Cowboy State Daily. Help wanted signs cluttered the windows of many businesses across Wyoming and the United States for months. Businesses want to hire, but people aren't, well, it, not enough applications to fill the positions. Strange economy. But businesses don't have enough people wanting work and you know, they have money to spend. New study unleashed uh, by, uh, to unleash pr- prosperity. Anyway, free market advocacy group is what they are. Took a look at it. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports the workforce participation rate was at 62.1% in November. Now, that's a bit lower 
from where it was prior to February 2020, pre-pandemic. 5.6 million people in this country who can work but currently are not looking for work, not trying to take a job. Casey Mulligan, professor of economics, University of Chicago, a research fellow for Regional Economic Heritage Foundation Center. So take a look at this. Wyoming included in their research. Unemployment Benefits Affordable Care Act. Well, let's call it what it really is, the Unaffordable Care Act. Subsidies for a family of four with both parents not working, the equivalent of at least uh, the national media household income. So let's go through that again. Unemployment benefits, Unaffordable Care Act, and other subsidies for family with four, both parents, not working, kids at home. That brings in enough money, they don't have to go out and get jobs. Now, one time when I posted something like that many years ago, somebody actually posted back, well, no one's going to get rich off of that. There's nothing to do with getting rich off of it. This is coasting without having to do anything. In Wyoming, studies say earned income is equivalent for a family with both parents not working and two dependents, including Unemployment Act. Benefits were about 79294 per year for the family. Wyoming ranks 14th among states for having the highest, uh, 122,653 Mississippi combined benefits was the lowest with $37,486 per year. These safety net programs, this is a quote, these safety net programs are designed to keep families out of poverty, but the expansion of assistance, especially in subsidized health insurance to families with children and no parents working, can mean that families can earn as much or more income from receiving government assistance than a median household does for working. This is something I've been wondering. I've been looking for research for a while. Because the question keeps getting asked by me and other people, people like you even. We have so many help wanted signs all over the place. And nobody's showing up to fill these positions. Where are these people? And then does that make the unemployment rate really what it is? And the answer, again, is no. You have to include the workforce participation rate to find out what the real unemployment rate is. Having a bunch of people on the government dole is not full employment and is not good for the economy. Story says, during the pandemic, federal government kicked in supplemental unemployment benefits to the tune of 600 per week which was on top of the state benefits. And the number of good job openings rose sharply. August 2020, which is the first month in which supplemental benefit was offered, the number of job openings declined. A $300 weekly supplement benefit was introduced January 2021. Job openings rose again, according to the study. Job openings would again decline in August 2021 when the half the states terminated those extra benefits. So you see what's happening there. When the benefits go away, suddenly the jobs are getting filled. Look, people need to eat. They may complain about it, but if they're going to lose their apartment and there's no food in their fridge, well, they're going to do something about it. Story says, far-reaching impacts. Mulligan told Cowboy State Daily, the tendency for the federal government to increase unemployment benefits amounts to well, extending the time a person can receive benefits and not have to work. See, some years ago, I actually spoke with someone, and I did. I really, honestly, just wanted to punch the guy in the nose. 
he was out of work and he had found work in several places, but none of the jobs that he talked to paid as much as he was getting on unemployment. And they kept, the government kept extending unemployment benefits. This is during the Obama years. So why work? If his unemployment is paying more than the jobs that he would take, he'll just ride out the unemployment. Yeah, I just wanted to quote if and when the federal government were to acknowledge a recession, it would immediately create and expand even more benefits for those who are unemployed and poor, thereby deepening the recession. Remember, think if for those of you who actually know economics, think back to the Great Depression. It never had to happen. It was created by government, and it would have it ended much sooner. But government got involved and extended the Great Depression for a very long time. In his book, The Redistribution Recession, Mulligan analyzed how well-intended responses to the economic circumstances of the Great Recession, well, has hurt businesses and the economy as a whole. And if you wonder when you go to the stores, well, why don't I have help here at the stores and why aren't people here to help and why do we have supply chain issues and et cetera? This is part of the reason why. Millions are not working. The study estimates that there's more than 3 million people of working age that could be working today, but aren't compared to the prior period before the pandemic. The authors acknowledge that there were many factors that could explain these missing workers, uh, early retirement, part of them. Okay. Authors argue that generous benefits being paid out to families without workers is part of the cause. Authors propose states reduce unemployment insurance. Well, in other words, you want to fix this. There's a way to fix this. Here's how you fix this. Cut off the money. Cut off the money. The jobs are out there. There's loads of jobs out there. Loads of jobs out there. Cut off the money. You're not getting any more free ride. Yeah, but we're, we're hurting. We'll starve. No, you won't. There's jobs out there. Go get the jobs. Cut them off. All right, coming up on some local news that we have to take care of right after that. Look at your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it. Oh, and then... Don Day with your weather forecast right through Christmas, 745. Wake up, Wyoming. Christmas music in here, but a little bit of a problem. And okay, you get the idea. All right, triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Yes, there are like thousands and thousands of plane flights canceled, even more delayed, and roads closing across the United States. And as I love to point out, I completely understand that news media has to report on this. They should, and they could do a good, really good job keeping us informed. I only object, though, when they try to overhype something beyond what it is. 
Headline I just found. Winter storm significantly impacts air train bus travel. That's true. Nationwide heading into Christmas weekend. But then they have to throw in here. Do you understand that in some places it's colder than on Mars? Rex travel for millions, stuff like that. Okay. Well, and here, once again, I see uh, around the country many news outlets calling this a bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone? What, what's a bomb cyclone? I don't even know what to do. If there was a snowstorm or a blizzard, I would know what to do. What do, what do I do? In a bomb cyclone? Oh, my God. Bomb cyclone. I don't know what to do. Oh, now, yes, I did do something, actually, for this. It got to be such an ice skating rink where I am, and I'm going to say it again. Thank you to all the snowplow drivers out there and other people who work with them that stayed up across the region, across Wyoming, across the region. I get up middle of the night last night. Of course, had to be, right? Look out my window, and I see... Snow plows, and they did multiple passes on my road. They were taking it seriously, dropping dirt, stuff like that. They've been up all night long all across major highways and in towns and so on, really getting a lot of work done so you guys can get somewhere. Now, for about two days, it was a solid ice skating rink out there. To the gentleman and his wife in the black pickup truck who nearly T-boned me yesterday, not your fault. I was at a traffic light, which I hated. I'm trying to get somewhere and the light changes. Oh, God. Now I got to stop. That wasn't easy because I'm sliding. And I'm not locking up the brakes. I'm trying to slow down without doing that because that makes it worse to lock up the brakes. I managed to get stopped. Finally, the light changes. Now can I get started again? And I finally start getting some motion under me. And here comes this big black pickup truck honking its horn because they have no chance of stopping. Not your fault, sir. I get it. I've done that myself. I get it. Now, also, where I'm at, yeah, yesterday I was, because I had tires, that they're good tires. You know, if you take the, like, the dime or the penny, whatever you're going to use, you should be able to stick it into your tire to see how deep the tread is. Okay, my front tires, it's front-wheel drive vehicle, would pass that test easily. But the outsides were getting kind of smooth, right? So I thought, let's get something more winterized so there's some grip. So where I'm at, I was in uh, Casper yesterday. I stopped by A1 Tire in Casper, and they're on, uh, I believe it was on First Street, you guys out there. And they, they did a great job. Got me a nice set of tires for up front that's got some more grip to it so I can get home. And that certainly did help the situation. They're still sliding around, but that certainly did help the situation to get some tires that can actually handle the wintertime. So I would recommend them as a good place to go. They actually got the tires quickly, got them on quickly. They were looking for something that did what I said that they would do, which is you know, make sure that I had enough grip to handle all of this. So, yeah, it's been a mess out there for a while. So imagine what it's like across the country in many states that are not used to this. And people are trying to get home for the holidays. I don't like traveling during this time, even when the weather's good. By the way, while you're looking at everything, you're checking out your batteries, your tires, all of that. Did you check your blinker fluid? Ma'am, I pulled you over because you failed the signal on that last turn. I used my turn signal, I swear. 
Has this ever happened to you? Have you been ticketed for not using your turn signal, even though you have? Have you checked your blinker fluid lately? Well, how about you check your local auto parts dealer for OK Blinker Fluid, an indicator lamp lubricant. With OK Blinker Fluid, your turn signals will work bright and smooth. And while you're there, ask for other OK Engine products, OK Engine Rotator Splints, OK Muffler Bearings, OK Piston Turn Springs, to make sure your piston turn smoothly and okay hypertension headlight valves okay products for the person who knows nothing about their car we have everything okay auto products by snake oil one more thing i really do like about this time of year is i stopped by a grocery store yesterday because i always keep food squirreled away here at the radio station so when i get to work i always have something and some stuff stays in the refrigerator some stuff stays in the freezer right so I stopped by the grocery store, and I think I'll get these frozen food items. Nice breakfast burritos so I can eat them while I'm on the air on Friday. And I'm getting out of my vehicle at home. My vehicle stays outside, right? And I don't bother to bring these frozen burritos inside to what? Put them in the freezer? And it's going to be how cold overnight? Right. So I just leave them in the vehicle. Something I do love about this time of year is oftentimes when I go food shopping, I don't, and I'm going to bring that food here to the station. I don't have to bring it inside my house and put it in the freezer and then remember to bring it to work the next day. <laughs> my car is a freezer. 742, let's get Don Day on the line to talk about your Christmas forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. At the top and bottom of every hour, this is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, Don Day from Day Weather. Don, the Christmas surfing music is to get people in the mood for sliding to work this morning for those who are going to work. Well, why yeah, not? Yeah, well, <laughs> yesterday was actually worse. I keep giving credit to all the snow plow drivers across Wyoming because roads were actually pretty good this morning compared to what we had for the next, uh, past couple of days. It, just real quick to hit on that, it wasn't just that we had some snow with the cold that came in. That was a sheet of ice on the road. Yeah, we, we had talked about flash freezing, yeah. you know, how the temperature was going to drop so quick that the snow was going to just uh, yeah, just freeze. I, and, yeah, I covered everything up. Yeah, it certainly did. All right. Now, I do take a look at where I'm at anyway. I'm at minus 9. It is interesting that at a higher elevation, some people, of course, warmer than. We have a bit of an inversion still going on, right? Yeah. thing to remember about Arctic air is it, it's, it sounds counterintuitive, but... This is where the mountains are warmer than the plains because the Arctic air is more dense. It's heavier. And so it always it'll act like water. It'll go to the lowest point of gravity. And for Arctic air to get to the mountains, it's got to get deep enough vertically to get up into the high country. And when you start to see Arctic air beginning to leave, you'll you'll want to watch the mountain temperatures because the mountain temperatures are going to go up. While it's still very cold down low, but eventually that Arctic air thins out enough to that warmer air comes on down. So some folks say, well, shouldn't it be colder in the mountains? Well, usually that is the case, but not in Arctic outbreaks. Right. Now, as this starts to move out, which begins today, later, of course, it doesn't move out with a, without a lot of wind. Not a lot of wind. Always, uh, as we we have said many times on this program, is that when Arctic air leaves, you're going to have a period of wind. Uh, just, just is how it works. And uh, we will see winds pick up, and uh, that'll cause some blowing snow and some cold wind chills. But without the wind, we wouldn't warm up. So we kind of have to 
kind of have to suffer through a little bit of wind in some areas. And the Arctic air is not going to leave evenly. Um, this Arctic air mass so intense that uh, it's going to hold that dense air in the river valleys, the basins. Uh, this is where it kind of Arctic air will sort of leave pieces of itself behind. So temperatures are going to warm up quicker in some areas than others. So if you're in one of those low spots, let's say along the river or in a canyon, uh, you're, you're going to be the last to warm up. Okay. Now, everybody, of course, is wondering about Christmas Day. That actually, by comparison, doesn't look bad. It don't feel like a heat wave. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about this. Casper was 42 degrees below zero yesterday. So, you know, we'll be in the 30s this weekend. That's a 70-degree swing in yeah. temperature. Wow. So talk about a warm-up. Okay. Uh, for, for one thing for Sunday is there is a little bit of a weather disturbance that's going to clip the northern and eastern counties of the state Sunday afternoon and evening and Sunday night. It may produce a little snow, just a little bit. But if you're going to be traveling late Sunday into Monday morning, that's that's the one thing to watch out for. But you will see a significant rise in temperatures this weekend. One thing about this weekend, there will be snow up in the high country. It'll stay up there for the most part. But if you are venturing through the mountains or the mountain passes, you'll run into a little bit of snow. Okay. Miss Mary and I have Monday off. So you have yourself a great Christmas. You too. And I hope it's a good one. All right. Well, especially with the weather warming up, that's going to be nice. I mean, it's going to seem balmy by comparison. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, Frank, you got the cookies? Oh, yes. Tim sent that there weren't cookies. Okay. Our listener, Tim, those were cinnamon rolls. And they're gooey. Oh, nice. And they love gooey. Oh, yeah. What, are you going to warm them up just a little bit? Oh, I just had them as is. Okay. Works Thank you so much. Homemade, by yes. the way, cinnamon rolls over there. Yeah. See, Tim, Tim, who's originally from Tampa, so we call him Tim from Tampa. Tim from Tampa. But uh, he was listening yesterday, and notice you were saying there's only two cookies left in the building, and there's like three of us. Yeah. That means somebody has to die. I mean, right. that's just the way that goes. I'd be sorry. And I noticed those two cookies are still there, I think, because a they've been sitting half, out for so long. Yeah. They what? A cookie and a half. Cookie and a half. Yeah. <laughs> So, but they've been sitting out for so long, at some point they get hard enough, nobody's going to eat that anyway. Well, yeah, but Tim from Tampa heard you complaining about that. He was making homemade cinnamon rolls, and he handed those to me and said, hey, make sure that Frank gets this. That way he doesn't have to complain about cookies anymore. Not, so there I, you go. No. There's your. See, it, it helps to complain on the radio. Because then you know it, it's like Santa Claus arrives. Basically, yeah. And it's you better yourself, to receive yeah. than give. Yeah, you know, at some point, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, our latest Wyo Preps high school basketball poll is out in 4A. Cheyenne East is rated number one. Cheyenne Central second. Thunder Basin third. Star Valley fourth with Sheridan and Jackson tied for fifth. In 3A, Douglas rated first, followed by Worland, Lander, Buffalo, and Powell. In 2A, Pine Bluffs remains number one with Bighorn second. Tongue River third. Wind River fourth. And Cameron fifth. And in 1A, boys, Saratoga is rated first, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Little Snake River, and Cokeville. In our Wyo Preps girls basketball poll in 4A, Cody is still number one. One, Cheyenne second, Campbell County third, Natrona fourth, and Laramie fifth. In 3A, Douglas rated number one, followed by Lyman, Newcastle, Mountain View, and Buffalo. Wyoming Indian tops the 2A list, followed by Rocky Mountain, Tongue River, Cameron, and Shoshone. And in 1A, girls, Southeast rated number one, followed by Upton, Burlington, Cokeville, 
and Saratoga. Then the Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team getting to the break at 7-4, and and they rebounded from a big loss to Nebraska, beating a good Wichita State team on the road back on Tuesday, 61-56. Douglas native Allison Furter got 16 points and 18 rebounds. The team as a whole went 8-15 of from the three-point line in that game. So at 7-4 in the first part of the season, that's pretty good, and they'll start the Mountain West Conference portion of their season on Thursday at Nevada-Las Vegas. Now the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team, well, they get to the break with a record of 5-7 and after a 66 54 loss to St. Mary's and Phoenix back on Wednesday. That is far below preseason expectations, and the team certainly has missed star forward Graham E.K., who has not played this season due to a foot injury. Cowboys will start Mountain West Conference play on Wednesday at Fresno State, and this group has really got to find ways to win as opposed to finding ways to lose. Uh, in the National Football League, there's a ton of games tomorrow, including Buffalo at Chicago. Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen named to the Pro Bowl. The Bills are 11-3 and on the season. Cincinnati with former UW, UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at New England tomorrow. The Bengals are 10-4, and and Wilson was in on 15 tackles in last week's win over Tampa Bay. Last night, Jacksonville got to 7-8 with a 19-3 win over the New York Jets. Former Wyoming Cowboy Andrew Wigger with one tackle for a loss in that game for the Jaguars. Former Denver Bronco running back Ronnie Hillman passed away at the age of 31 from kidney cancer. Hillman played his college ball at San Diego State, so the Wyoming Cowboys saw plenty of him, and he ran for over 1,500 yards in his freshman and sophomore seasons with the Aztecs. He was the third-round draft pick of the Broncos in 2012, played on the Broncos Super Bowl winning team in 2015, and had seven TDs in that season with 863 yards rushing. That's in sports. 31. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I really and that's, that. you know, they, they, a couple of his teammates had uh, gone on, you know, on, on online platforms this week and said, you know, it's he's in hospice. You know, it's a, I guess, you know, from what you read, it's, it's just a rare g- genetic thing. Okay. You know, but uh, he was terrific in college. Yeah. He, 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 he when the Wyoming Cowboys played him, is like, whoa, yeah. this guy is too much for us. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that he's gone, but at least he had a great life while he was here. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, you and me. Oh, for those people who want to hear the song, Stuck in the Smoke Hole of My Teepee, I'll do that 8 o'clock hour, too. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me Friday before Christmas. For those who want to hear the song Stuck in the Smoke Hole of My Teepee, I have that coming up for you. But hang on. I knew I would be able to find it. I just had to wait long enough and I found it. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, 
May the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. So I was saying this big storm moving through, of course, it's got to be hyped by the media. And, of course, they have to go through the whole bomb cyclone thing. I have yet to see the cyclone part of this, but that's what they're saying. A bomb cyclone? What, what's a bomb cyclone? I don't even know what to do. If there was a snowstorm or a blizzard, I would know what to do. What do, what do I do? In a bomb cyclone? Oh, my God. Yeah. So bomb now this is a once-in-a-generation... Okay, I'm sorry, oh guy. Calm down. They're just freaking you out. This is a once-in-a-generation storm is what they're saying now. All right. It is a big one, what came through. It is a big one, especially here in Wyoming and the Dakotas and, you know, of course, even down in Colorado and up in Montana. They're taking a look at how fast the temperatures drop. That was really unusual. But these things do happen. Now... If they're saying once-in-a-generation storm, they're not wrong, but just remember that's once-in-a-generation, which means this does happen from time to time, right? But then there are those who are going to blame this on us. Why, it's human beings, and it's climate change. Uh, Let's see. Here's the first story. New York Times headline. What is the polar vortex and other cold weather climate change questions. Let's see from Bloomberg, a winter storm, climate change, oh, bringing extreme weather to the U.S. So you see, we don't know. We've never been this before. No, this is unusual. We're not supposed to experience this. And New York Times, how climate change can supercharge a snowstorm. See, they have to toss all of this in there and say winter storm... What we're going through right now, New York, Pennsylvania, precipitation, freezing rain. And, of course, they, again, they try to equate this to uh, weather nightmare before Christmas, weather and climate change. Here's another. Who did that one here? Uh, climate Connections. It's a climate change website. Salon Magazine. Your storm development is a climate change environment. It's warmer and moisture, moister or whatever. Um, winter storms are back, and scientists say climate change is the reason. Yeah. Winter storms never left. Big winter storms happen from time to time. Frigid air poised to invade U.S. Christmas week. And once again, as I get into the article here, they say this is all because of human-caused climate change. I really do like the one here that says... Let's see, which one was it? Uh, well, it's, it's how climate change can supercharge a storm. That's funny. But uh, these winter storms are back. Severe winter storms are back because of man-made climate change. So you knew at some point, because it's severe weather, they have to attach it. This isn't supposed to be happening. And the explanation to how to fix this is if we could just control the CO2 in the atmosphere, dial it back then stuff like this wouldn't happen. You see, because somewhere out there, CO2, apparently, according to these guys, CO2 is like a thermostat. And if you can just find the right level of CO2, then the atmosphere stabilizes. And we don't have bad weather anymore. Now, even if you're not a meteorologist or you're not someone who follows the science, you know that that's nonsense. 
that dialing back CO2 does not stabilize the weather. It just simply doesn't work. In fact, while I'm thinking about that, I know I saved, let's see, there's uh-huh, coal. There's a gentleman that was on a television show just a while. I think that this might be him. Let's see if I got it right. Russia's deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, Good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we're seeing here is a drastic change in climate, aren't we? Well, climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. Hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognised as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia? Well, and uh, well, surely of course. man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No, nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. Um, there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. They're nothing to do with mankind and those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of carbon. But, but, but are we not going to see this like. are we not going to see this again next year, the year on? I mean it's only well, it's quite recent that that's a are... very interesting question. These things do come in bursts and we're working on that very question, those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England, for example, uh, which we've had. Now will there be a series of these very hot hot summers in in Russia, we don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one. Okay, so as I told you, they were going to find a way to blame it all on human beings, and here we go. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Marianne's on the phone. Morning, Marianne. (laughs) Good morning, Glenn. Happy, happy... Merry Christmas, whatever's going on in your life. I wish you the best because I enjoy you you. so much. Uh, This is kind of a follow-up. And all of a sudden, the proprietor of this business has amnesia. Okay, let's let's get everybody up to speed on what you're talking about. Okay, there was a Christmas party here. Um, The the police, fraternal order police had a Christmas party at uh, the bowling alley. And initially, uh, the next day, he told me and others that um, they, the kids of their uh, parents of this fraternal order, they trashed the place mm. and, you know, did some damage because it didn't, because I bowled a, you know, makeup game and I, I looked and I, I, you know, I said, what, the, what happened? So then as the story started going around, uh, he went on Facebook and said, whatever you heard, it's not true. Nobody did anything. Um, everything was fine. It was a fun experience. And um, he has amnesia now. Okay. 
All right, so what happens That's next? That's what I said. Yeah. Well, the only thing I wish him is truth. Okay. As That's a, as a Christmas gift, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because if nobody wants to stand and, and you know, face something like this and be in your power and your truth, then someone else in the community can't do a thing. Okay. All right. So then is, does anything happen next or we're we just waiting for someone to step up? <laughs> I, I have haven't a clue okay at this point and so and i happened to cross paths with him and he avoided me like the plague all right. All right. i'll be very does anybody owe any monetary damages any damage you done well when i uh, you know when he brought or told me about this and uh, and i said well is there can i contribute to you know just, and uh, there wasn't and he said no no so apparently okay. maybe he had insurance to cover it that sort of thing i'm not sure um but every you know people and i kind of talked to him he did you know he's not following up and i said well people make choices okay and if somebody and if somebody you know um either said something to him or um leaned on i don't know what happened Right. Uh, but uh, all of a sudden, he has amnesia. All right. All right. Let's see what happens next. Thanks for calling in. You have a good okay, Christmas. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Glenn. Sure. 817. Bye. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather. 97 Woods or Chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. It's 888-97-WOODS. So I play this every so often. A Native American elder sat down and wrote a song one time from the reservation and decided to go ahead and record the song. And I, just, I found it accidentally some years ago and played it for the first time on the air. And every single year, people start begging to hear the song over and over again as we get close to Christmas time. This is the song about Santa Claus trying to go down to deliver toys into a teepee, gets stuck in the smoke hole. Things don't go well for him after that. There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee He's taking his boots 
and uncle stripping down the sled of the funny fat man in a silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. so often when I play that song around Christmas time, somebody says, you ought to make a video out of that. It is. The original video for that, you can find on YouTube, Stuck in the Smoke Hole of our Teepee is the name of the song. Song is originally by a Shoshone elder named Old Hands. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it and recorded it. Someone made a video for him. The video is very basic, but at least you can go ahead and share it. So, Tammy is in Casper. Morning, Tammy. Well, good morning, Glenn. Um, let me be one of the ones to wish you Merry Christmas and be Thank politically you. incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't say that too loud. She said Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, what you got? Oh man. Yeah, feels good, doesn't it? So I, I just drove in from Glen Rock, and and I want to give you a wind turbine report. Okay. Um, there are absolutely none of those little stinkers moving. And why? <laughs> because it's too cold. Yeah, yeah. Somebody They're asked cold. me yesterday, I got a note from someone in Cheyenne yesterday, am I very serious about, you know, the way I, I diss these things on the air? And I said, well, let's take a look at it. They can't turn when it's too hot. They can't turn when it's too cold. They can't turn when it's too windy. They can't turn when it's not windy enough. And then toxic to create and toxic dispose of. So, Tammy, here's what I'm wondering. Can we get out there with, like, an axe or a chainsaw and cut them down like a big tree and burn them like firewood? Because that's the only way we're going to keep warm. You know, I've got a friend that her brain is always going, and she says, why can't we grind them up and use them for road base? There you They're go. fiberglass. Why Fine. couldn't we use them for for road base or put them to yeah. use as snow fence? Then maybe we'll get Something our money's like worth that. out. Yeah. Maybe we'll get yeah. our money's and worth out after that. And you know that they are organically being provided for because it takes the coal or oil to run them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when it gets that desperately cold like it has been the past couple of days, they'll shut them down because it's too cold to run them, as you're pointing out. But then they run heaters inside to keep the mechanisms from seizing up. So they're actually taking electricity, not providing it. Wow. Yeah, great idea, huh? Aren't you glad we're forced yep. to subsidize this? 
You know, I'm so glad I've been a naughty girl and I get coal. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. I know a few people who have coal. Uh, there's stoves in their house, but instead of feeding wood into it, they throw coal in there directly. Yep. Yeah. And that is not that is not fossil fuel because coal is not from fossils. It's right. organic. That's right. It's an but organic you, fuel. Just think about it. You know, um, if you hold on to coal. As long as you don't do what China's doing. You know, if you, when that's you go right. buy a coal power plant here in Wyoming, that's steam coming out of there. And that's good stuff. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you for calling. All right. Merry Christmas, All right. Merry Glenn. Christmas to you, too. Day. You, too. So, yeah, that's a report from Tammy pointing out that in, in most of around the region, not just Wyoming, but around the region, the vast majority of these wind turbines have not been turning. If you have been nice and toasty warm through this Arctic blast that we've had... You can go ahead and thank your coal power plants and your natural gas plants because they are the ones who've been providing the energy that you needed to stay warm. Had nothing to do with wind and solar. Coming up, and no, CO2 is not a pollutant. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time right after that. Update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones after that. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. He writes, I do think the coal and gas industries, that's what's keeping you warm right now, not wind and solar. They haven't been helping for a couple of weeks now, at least. But they are not what's keeping my house warm, he says. I burn firewood, about five cords per winter. But now, that's a lot for some people, Chappie. There's a lot of people do have fireplaces and wood stoves, but they don't burn it all year round like, you, like you're doing, which is fine. But I remember some years ago. The EPA was trying to find a way to shut down folks from having fireplaces and wood stoves at home. Yeah, they wanted to fight climate change. And how dare you go out there and actually chop down trees and then just burn it like that. Well, now, I've talked before about my family's cabin in the Carolina Mountains. Nice fireplace there, nice big fireplace. But also a big, big old wood-burning stove, which I just have always loved. And being in the Carolina Mountains, the woods up there is really thick with a variety of trees and bushes. Rhododendron bushes, which grow really big, and all sorts of different kinds of trees. And there's always dead standing trees. And so I was always in the woods looking for where's the latest dead standing tree on the side of the mountain on the property my family owns. And we've got about 13 or so acres up there. And I always found some. There was, I was never at a loss. Oh, look, another dead standing tree. I'd knock it down, cut it up, bring it in, burn the firewood. 
Love that. A little harder to do in Wyoming because when you're in the Wyoming, the Dakotas and so on, a lot of area is just open open prairie land. I was in an airplane flying to Denver from Tampa to Denver. And the gentleman sitting next to me wanted to go snowboarding. And as we're getting close to Denver, he's looking down, well, this is not what I expected. And where's the snow? And it, no, no. You're over the front range area. This is prairie. You're not going to find much for trees out here. And you will find snow sometimes, but not a lot. Now, where do you get up into the mountains? That, and then when we did get a view from the airplane on the mountains, I went, now, see, now there, that's what we're talking about. And there's more trees up there, too, so there's more to burn. Grandpa Rich, tell everyone Merry Christmas from Grandpa Rich. And Okay, so here's a story. I found this on, yes, it was a Daily Caller. Environmental groups deal another blow to key Alaskan mine, undermining green energy dreams from the Biden administration. Now, remember, I've told you about this before. This is where those on the ultra left are going to start fighting their own. Because there's those who want the wind and the solar power and electric cars and stuff like that. Well, in order to do that, you have to mine for rare earth minerals. But as I've told you before, if you for those people who want who cringe at the idea of coal mining, they hate the idea of coal mining. Go look at a rare earth mineral mine. You you want to talk about some environmental damage and then the toxic chemical processes to extract those minerals. And then when you're done using in batteries and so on, even wind and solar power has battery farms. Then you wind up with the problem of disposing of more toxic waste. Well, here's the story. Two environmental groups spent about $20 million to make lands and wastewaters close to the southern Alaska Bristol Bay off limits to economic development, a move that will hinder the construction of a mine that produces minerals that are needed for coal, I'm sorry, for wind and solar and electric cars. Rare earth minerals. This also is a problem where environmental groups don't want it done here in the United States. So you want China to do it? Do you see the way China produces energy? They don't care about destroying the planet and toxic and I mean, all rivers and lakes are toxic now. People are getting really sick. The air is polluted. Go to Africa. It's just as bad. In both cases, they have not just slave labor, but child slave labor in China and Africa, too. Pebble Mine sits atop about 80.6 billion pounds of copper and 5.6 billion pounds of a highly, says it, molybdenum, I'm not pronouncing it right, highly constructive metals which are critical to produce solar panels and wind turbines and geothermal energy. Pebble mine is the wrong mine in wrong places, the story says. Up high in the watershed that supports the greatest wild salmon stronghold in the world. Conservationist Fund says in a statement, well, they want to put a stop to that. Two, in, two environmental nonprofit purchased three conservative easements. Or, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. I'm sorry. Conservation easements for about $20 million 
to make the lands and waters in Bristol Bay off-limits. Conservation Fund and Bristol Bay Heritage Land Trust purchases will put about 44,000 acres of land off-limits to any kind of development, including mining for what they need to build wind and solar and electric cars and so on. Quote, it's important to recognize that mining is a valuable economic activity, provides benefits to society, but this has got to be done in some other way. President Joe Biden wants to generate all of the country's electricity from solar and wind power by 2035. But exactly how is he going to do that? When it's not just happening out there in Alaska, we go here into the state of Wyoming and other surrounding states where, again, there's deposits of rare earth minerals. Now, rare earth minerals are not rare. They're actually all over the place, but they're so spread out. It's very difficult to find them in concentrations that are worth mining for. So that's what makes it rare, rare to find those concentrations. Here in Wyoming, there's a few of those concentrations, but once again, try to go get them, and here come the environmental groups with their lawsuits. So it's really going to hurt. There's a lot of things that's going to hurt wind and solar and electric cars and so on, and part of it is going to be exactly that. Environmentalists are going to try to put a stop to it. Don't know exactly how they plan us for us to continue running things in any way if they try to shut down every single thing we do. Here's Tony and Cheyenne. Morning, Merry Christmas, last few days. Oh, I'll go ahead and try the Wake Up Wyoming app, if you will. I'll see what happens. Um, Chappie also in Burns. Mountains in Wyoming have thousands of acres of beetle kill. Oh, he, that's doing his part. He's thinning the trees just and burning it in his wood stove to help with the whole beetle kill thing, which leads to forest fires, by the way. All right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of and sports report with Frank Gambino. Then we get into the last hour of the program. Programming note, by the way, Monday, Miss Mary and I are off. So we'll see you Tuesday. That gives us sort of a three-day weekend over the Christmas holiday thing. So if you want to listen to this program, you can go ahead and do that off the Wake Up Wyoming app. So you, so you know how this works. The Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. You can listen to the show off the app, get news and information and stories I talk about. You can listen to the show live later as a podcast where you can start and stop it, save it, share it. Also, Wyoming Altered States, all of the funny bits that we do on this program, that's there. Just hit On Demand, either select an old episode or Wyoming Altered States. So all of that's available to you as well. All of this is free, by the way. And some people are hitting the chat option and sending me notes. That's how I talk to people like Tony and Cheyenne. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite app? To build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, have you got everything you needed to get people for Christmas? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. You know what? Gift cards are great. Okay. It has been the the Christmas savior 
for years. I tell you what, why I get, even yeah. bother going but, to the why, store? Why just even, pick yeah. out a card okay. and let them get it. You know why? Because then it, I'm doing I'm doing the, the stores a favor because on the 26th, you know, remember, remember the the yeah. lines for the return lines. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm doing them a favor by handing them a card and say, you know what? They're going to get what they want. Yeah. See, and, and you know the other thing is like you know where they open a present like oh, I really don't need this. You know yeah. what? It's a card. Go get yeah, what you go, want. Go buy what you want. I have a rule about gift cards. I actually do this to people. If I buy somebody a present and they want the receipt so they can return it, you know, right away I'm bothered by that. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I put some thought into this, but you just want to return it. If they do that to me a second time, they get gift cards from now on. Well, as far as I'm concerned, they're just going to return everything no matter what I do. So here's your damn gift card. You go buy what you want. How about that? If you have no appreciation for what I bought you, go buy your own. Just fine. Leave me out of it. My my also my other theory is that people who like to shop for Christmas, yeah. you know, normally you're shopping for other folks. Right. I am giving them yeah. an opportunity to shop for them. See? Now, I've talked about before there were uh, there are people who buy christmas presents that are tools you yeah. know i don't you don't buy a woman a vacuum cleaner you don't or buy a, a guy a lawnmower anything like that and as, after i talked about that on the air some people started sending me notes and let me see if i can find one of these real quick because it was just hysterical over the kinds of things that they get for christmas that turns out to be again not a toy Right. Frank, to me, Christmas is about buying toys. Right, like you can get them like um, cards of humanity. Uh, fine. Is that a toy? W- whatever makes them kind of smile and have a good time. Cards of humanity, and right? Play there. with the thing. Yeah, that's what toys are all about. I don't want to see. Here was a. Uh, oh, here. Uh, Wild puppers is what he goes by. I got mud flaps once. See? See? <laughs> that's useful. Yeah, you don't buy someone mud flaps unless they're funny mud flaps. Yeah, you know, funny mud flaps you can get away with. Not just mud. come on, people. <laughs> All right, our latest yopreps.com high school basketball poll is out in four A boys, Cheyenne East rated one, Cheyenne Central two, Thunder Basin three, Star Valley four, with Sheridan and Jackson tied for fifth. In three A, Douglas is rated number one, followed by Worland, Lander, Buffalo, and Palm. In two A, Pine Bluffs is number one, Bighorn second, Tongue River third, Wind River fourth, and Camera fifth. In one A, boys, Saratoga is rated first, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Little Snake River, and Cokeville. On the girls' side in our Wild Preps basketball poll, Cody is number one in four A, Cheyenne East second, Campbell County third, Natrona fourth, Laramie fifth. In three A, Douglas is rated number one, followed by Lyman, Newcastle, Mountain View, and Buffalo. Wyoming Indian tops the two. List followed by Rocky Mountain, Tongue River, Kemmer, and Shoshone. And in 1A Girls, Southeast rated first, followed by Upton, Burlington, Cokeville, and Saratoga. University of Wyoming basketball teams will have some time off for the holidays. The Cowboys will get to the uh, holiday break with a record of 5-7 and seven after a 66-54 loss to St. Mary's and Phoenix on Wednesday. This is far below preseason expectations and the team certainly has missed. Star forward Graham E.K., who has not played this season yet due to a foot injury. Cowboys will start Mountain West Conference play on Wednesday at Fresno State, and this group really needs to find ways to win as opposed to finding ways to lose. Wyoming Cowgirls get to the break at 7-4. and four. They rebounded from a big loss at Nebraska to beat a good Wichita State team on the road on Tuesday, 61-56. Douglas native Allison Furtig got 16 points and 18 rebounds. The team as a whole went 8-15 of from the three-point line. The Cowgirls will start Mountain West play on Thursday at 
Nevada, Las Vegas. And in the National Football League, there's a ton of games tomorrow, including Buffalo at Chicago. Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen that was named to the Pro Bowl. The Bills are 11-3 on the season. Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at New England tomorrow. The Bengals are 10-4. Wilson was in on 15 tackles in last week's win over Tampa Bay. And last night, Jacksonville got to 7-8 with a 19-3 win over the New York Jets. Former Wyoming Cowboy Andrew Wigger had one tackle for a loss in that game for the Jaguars. And that's it in sports. Here's the only flaw with the way you give away Christmas presents. Do you wrap the gift cards? No, no. You, okay. you just get the little envelope and just put their oh, name good. on it. Oh, good. Okay. Because if you wrap it, everybody knows, oh, it's from Frank. Wonder what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Nobody wants a present wrapped from me. No, It no, would look like somebody, not. like a yeah. three-year-old would wrap the yeah, present. That's, that's right. why, I, I, honestly, what I used to do before, we had those charities that, that wrap presents at the mall. Yeah. That was the best money I spent. Okay. They do yeah. a great job. See now? Or here's what I like. If you give someone a gift card. You can ask them later, what did I get you for Christmas? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones all the way. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Well, it's the hop- It's 906. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Hold your calls for just a minute. Well, a few minutes anyway. I do have one important interview I want to get through with you guys. Before I do that, though, trigger warning. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. I am a huge proponent, a huge proponent of alternate ideas to just about everything. I mean, a, a true free market. And that includes when it comes to education. You know, I like the school voucher system so we can have as many alternatives providing competition as possible, which leads the way to the best education possible. But also you can choose the education you want for your kid instead of being offered just one thing that we're all supposed to go with whether we like it or not. I'm talking with Matt Tedarud, new headmaster for Wyoming Classical Academy. That's the new charter school coming to what area in Wyoming? Yeah, we're coming to Mills, Wyoming. So it's available to anybody in Mills, Casper, Glenrock, Douglas, anybody in driving distance. Okay. Now, when is the date that you hope to get everything up and running and actually bodies in the classroom? Yeah, September 5th is what we're set for. So we are basically a tuition-free 
K-6 public charter school that will be starting this September and is open for you to enroll your K-6 child. You can go to yoclassical.org to check us out and enroll your child even today. Okay. Any last-minute things you have to get over in order to get the school started, or are you guys ready to go? Well, we've got a few things. We've got the plan set. Um, We've got to get the building. Um, We're going to meet the first year in the Mills School Building, so we've got to get that up to code and comfortable um, for learning, and we're working on that. I've got the plan ready, so now we're going to enroll students. Then I'll be hiring excellent teachers. We'll be looking locally and nationally to come in, and then we'll be training them with the Hillsdale model and be be ready to roll out September 5th. Now, for those who don't know, what is the Hillsdale model and why did you choose that model? Yeah, the Hillsdale is an American classical education experience, and Hillsdale College is out of Michigan, and they have a great reputation for strong academics, and so they are um, basically supporting charter schools across the nation. So uh, myself and the Cheyenne School are the first two schools in Wyoming that are Hillsdale model. Essentially, they focused on uh, they focus on virtue, teaching what it is. We spot it as we read the great classics, and then we hope to live it in our lives. We teach things and reasoning skills, uh, robust content. When you look at the Hillsdale curriculum of what they're going to learn, they read many great classics. They use tried and true reading and math programs. And the focus is also on um, American citizenship. So we want kids to understand how rare and good American ideals are and to be proud of their country and to learn from history and to have an understanding of the Constitution and um, so forth. So we want to have kids, yes, who can read, write, and do math well. But there's more more to it than that. It's not as much about career readiness and college readiness. That's a byproduct. It's more about the the forming of a human and the pursuit of truth, beauty, and goodness. So when you bring in students, first off, what age group are we talking here? What what, uh, grade level? Yeah, so we're going to eventually go K-12. to We want to have a consistent K-12 to experience. September, we're going to start off K-6 to in the Mills School Building. Then, in the meantime, we hope to build a brand new building that has yet to be built out in a grassy field in Mills. Um, And then we'll move in that next year and add the middle school. And then eventually we'll add one grade at a time until we get to grade 12. And that will be the long-term building and plan for Wyoming Classical Academy is to offer that K-12 experience. Do you have a certain criteria for the kids that show up for this? No, we we are open to anybody. Like I said, we're a public charter school, so we welcome anybody. Um, I, you know, I do want parents to know that basically they will uh, need to have some skin in the game. There's a part for them. We want to partner with parents, and so they will drop their kids off 7.30 to 8 um, with a sack lunch ready to go. Um, we will have uniforms. It could be something simple like a polo shirt and khakis. We're still finalizing that. But basically, you drop your kid off 730 to 8. They're ready to go. We take it from there and offer a robust, uh, superb education. And then uh, parents pick them up 3 to 340. And that's the plan right now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about the parent involvement in this because that's one thing I do find that unfortunately is lacking with a lot of public schools is when there's that opportunity for the parents to show up and get involved with the kids learning, it's often not taken advantage of. Yeah, we want to be very transparent about what we're offering. Um, 
to parents for their child's education. And I feel like I'm very proud of what Hillsdale College has packaged as far as being tried and true and very effective. And so we say, hey, parents, we invite you to come look at what your child will be learning. Not only that, we invite you to come in and take part. You're welcome to observe in the classrooms, to read with kids, to help out with car line or lunch. So we're going to welcome parents to come in. We realize people are busy. Um, We don't want to overwhelm parents, but we also want to say, hey, you're a partner, you're a stakeholder in your child's education along with us, and we welcome and invite you in. What's the process to transition a kid from any other school to your school? Really, just go to wildclassical.org and enroll. It's that simple. You just click on the um, enrollment button, and you can fill that out and reserve your spot for next September, this upcoming September. How many spots available? Well, right now we're going to start off. We have to cap it at 425 students just for the capacity of the mill school building until we move into our brand new uh, larger facility to be built. So 425 for this first year, and that includes K to 6. We're hoping to have three sections of K through 2, two sections of grades 3 through 6. Let's talk about teachers for a moment. You still need some of those qualifications. Yes. So we do um, have to abide by the Wyoming state certification. So they will need to be certified. And if they're not, they can hop on an authorization exception showing they're um, moving through those steps to be Wyoming certified. So right now it looks like if we get 425 students, that equals about 17 teachers and about two SPED teachers and then some support staff. So I'll have a dean of students, office manager, secretary, custodian, uh, nurse aide, and then teachers and and so forth. So the teachers will need to basically apply with Wyoming PTSB and become certified that way. Okay. Is a deadline for people to enroll? Well, right now, um, it's open enrollment. So we're open for business. Uh, we would like to have 425 students by March 1st, but we will be open past that date. So I'd say right now in, Jan- in December, January, we're focused on filling up. But when we fill up, that's it. So it's kind of first come, first serve until we hit that number. Do you have a certain radius or is it anybody who can just get their kid to school from anywhere? That Yep. Anybody who can get their kid to school from anywhere to drive in. So we've ex- you know heard a yeah. lot of interest from you know families in Douglas area. Mm-hmm as well as Mills, Casper, and um, Far West as well. Right, as long as they can make it. Then that's yeah, as long as the roads are open, right? Drive yeah. your kid well, on in. Most of the time, the roads are open for something like that. Most <laughs> of the time, anyway. Any <laughs> other kind of, uh, let's talk about... Um, athletics, anything like that, or is it just going to be classroom-focused? Well, right now we want to start classroom-focused, but we do welcome clubs and athletics, so we're going to take a look at that and see what we can do because we feel like um, music and athletics are a a well-rounded liberal arts education. It's not just reading, writing, and math. It's the integration of music. So if we're studying the Renaissance, you could read about it, you could write about it, you could look at the artwork of it, you could hear the music of it. It's an integrative, immersive experience, and we feel like athletics are a valuable part of a kid's ed- educational experience. So we're looking at that right now. How did you get this job? Well, I applied okay. and I interviewed. Yep. From where? Yeah. So uh, Russ Donnelly's the head of our board and there's a five member board and he approached me and said that he was interested in taking a look at me as a potential candidate. And so then I interviewed at, and uh, eventually he offered the job and I took okay. it. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, Matt Tedarud, new headmaster of Wyoming Classical Academy. And once again, to get them to sign up to enroll, they need to go where? Yes, wildclassical.org. And also, I'd like to invite folks to uh, 
upcoming parent meeting. If you have more questions, basically January 5th at 6 p.m. at the Pump Tate House building, we're going to do a presentation to say, here's what the plan is, here's what it would look like, and answer any questions. So I invite you to attend that as well, any parents in the surrounding areas. Thanks. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it, Glenn. Thanks. 916, Wake Up Wyoming. Be the same. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. And twice choose the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Our triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject, fine by me. Open phones before Christmas, and also Miss Mary and I have Monday off, so we'll end up seeing you on Tuesday to help get you into the Christmas spirit. Silent Night, sung by Chewbacca. Some of you remember, uh, I remember when I was a kid, they first came out with this. They did the dogs singing Jingle Bells. Uh, And then many years later, someone did a cat version of the same thing. So that was Chewbacca. Now, on the ridiculously large television in my studio... I'm watching as the blizzard is moving across, and right away they got to name the thing the bomb cyclone, right? And I've already found stories that blame it on climate change and all of it. It's worse because of climate change, other nonsense that is not only not factually true, but they're just making it up as they go. And of course, as I played for you the past couple of days, they're already doing it. I'm watching it. They have to take these poor weather people, the meteorologists and reporters, and put them out in the middle of all of that just to show you how bad it is. David Watson's been monitoring traffic, but first we go to Ryan Marshall, who's out monitoring the snowfall. Ryan, what's it look like out there? Yeah, uh, it looks like snow, just like I predicted in my forecast from the studio. I'm not sure why I'm out here literally looking around. It looks like snow. You could just take a video of it snowing and show that. Why do I have to be here to describe snowfall? It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Seems like the cold has gotten you in an icy mood yourself, Ryan. Okay, you know what, Shannon? I am in an icy mood, okay? Nice pun, by the way. All right, I was just standing out here for 20 minutes waiting for you guys to throw to me, and I was just, oh, doing some thinking, I spent $120,000 on a degree and four years in college to come out here and look around and describe what I see. I literally learned that in kindergarten, I spy. It makes zero sense. Also, you know what else I was thinking while we're at it? When it's like a nice day or sunny, you never send me out to the lake or to the pool for a live shot, but oh, when there's a hurricane or snowing or a blizzard or a flood, send me out there. I'll cover it. Perfect. I guess you have a point there, Ryan. We're looking at these reports and the forecast doesn't look good. People are worried. Have you spoken to any locals? (laughs) 
look around. Does there look like there's any locals out here? Everything is closed. Everyone is inside. The only reason I'm outside is to tell people not to come outside. What am I doing with my life? Well, you sure are brave, Ryan. Any word on what we can expect overnight? Uh, yeah, more of this. Actually, 12 to 18 inches more of this. But don't worry, guys. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I got this sleeveless vest that you guys make me wear. My literal fingers are about to freeze off. I got frostbite, but oh, it's fine because we got the logo in the shot. Great. I had it was great. I was watching earlier this morning on the television next to me this report. It was a a weatherman from I think Washington, D.C. talking about the storm coming in. And he lives in an apartment building that's really tall, so he's way upstairs. Did not go outside to cover it just stood by his apartment window and went live on location there and pointed to the window to show, you see how bad it is out there? From his nice, cozy apartment, smart guy. Now, earlier this week, I played you a gentleman, a liberal, writing a letter to Santa Claus. And I found out this morning the gentleman who did that bit wrote a part two for 2022. Dear Santix, hi, it's me again. First, I want you to know that I respect the fact that you might now identify differently than you did last year. So I'll keep calling you Santix until you say otherwise. I don't want to get cold for misgendering you. I want another winter of severe illness and death for those non-compliant right-wing conspiracy theorists. Can you believe they're still around? I thought for sure the first one would wipe them out, but they look healthier and happier than ever. And I don't like that. That's not fair to people like me who followed orders in this free country. Speaking of following orders, can you send me some extra boosters? Ever since the first ones I got, I haven't been feeling very well. I'm guessing that must mean they're working and I just need a few more. I tried to tweet that, but those hateful conservatives ganged up on me and ratioed me to Middle Earth. I'm furious that Elon Musk bought Twitter and wants to bring free speech back to the platform. Honestly, if it's not too much trouble, can you make one of my gifts be a massive power outage at Twitter headquarters? Ever since people have started being allowed to tweet things I disagree with again, I've been so enraged I can barely function. My heart starts pumping extra fast and I just can't calm down and it just starts to feel like, phew, okay, I'm good for the next few minutes. Almost thought climate change was about to finish me off. That's what's been causing so many of my friends to start dropping like flies. Yeah, climate change. It definitely wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, the thing. Speaking of that, can you give me something that makes me feel like I'm morally superior again? This time last year, I felt so cool showing my little compliance card to everyone, but nobody asks to see it anymore, and that makes me feel kind of dumb. And I'm not dumb at all. I'm really smart. The world also needs more electric cars. So I'm going to have to ask for one of those this year, too. Just not a Tesla. That'll show Elon. I know you have to mine thousands and thousands of pounds of earth to get the materials needed for one electric car battery. But that's a price I'm willing to pay to save the earth. And it's okay. I won't even be able to charge or drive it very much anyway thanks to rolling blackouts due to energy shortages in my blue city. It'll be perfect. Maybe one day we can all eat bugs and live in little pods and own nothing and be happy. When we can't afford to own anything anymore, 
the government will be able to take care of us. And they never mess anything up at all. It'll be great. Oh, that reminds me. Can you give the government even more power? I only want it because conservatives don't want it. They say it's silly to believe that you, a bearded man, will give me free stuff. They're just being bigots. Guys with beards promising free stuff has always worked so well in the past. I understand if you can't get me everything I want this year. If you're too stressed and busy, please just donate all my gifts to Ukraine. On air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 9.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. Phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Oh, this will make you feel good. Headline here says Biden administration funding AI research, artificial intelligence research, to detect and censor microaggressions. Biden administration is set to dole out more than five hundred fifty thousand dollars in grants to develop a artificial intelligence model that can automatically detect and suppress microaggressions on social media. Government spending record show. Is this what you want your government spending money on? I'm sorry, wasting money on? The award, funded through President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which most of that money, once again, we had no idea where most of that money was going. That's nearly $2 trillion, and we had no idea where that money was going. This is part of it right here. Was granted to research University of Washington in March to develop technologies that would be used to protect online users from discriminatory language. The researchers have already received $132,000 and expect total government funding to reach $550,436 over the next five years. Oh, they're going to be doing this for five years. Well, that's a nice job security plan for them, for micro. Here's a thought. First off, I don't worry about microaggressions. When people are saying obnoxious, stupid things to me, I really don't have time for it. I'm busy doing productive things with my life. And don't look at your radio and laugh. I know that this job is not productive in any way whatsoever. Um, I have really just no illusions about that. But anyway, I'm trying. I'm look. I'm trying to be productive with my life, and I'm working on actually being productive and not worrying about microaggressions. All right. So the trick here is to be an adult. If you find someone just being a rude, obnoxious little snot, then uh, ignore them, move on. Or if you want to handle them, that's just fine. But one way or the other, deal with it. Rather than we need government to spend half a million dollars, and it'll end up being more in, in the long run, in order to make sure that you are protected. Because, Lord, what would happen if you heard something that you're not supposed to hear? <gasps> Microaggressions. Oh, my. Oh, what would you do with yourself? God forbid that you should actually develop a tough skin so you could actually handle real life. No, you've got to be protected. Researchers reportedly trying to develop the deep language learning model that will be able to detect implicit bias and microaggressions, commonly defined as slights that cause offensive 
well, feelings to marginalized groups. Of course, as with everything else in the social justice playbook, the people exercising the power and control get to define what qualifies as a supported microaggression. For example, the program would absolutely ignore a post saying that a white male should not be hired for a certain job. But if you say that any other race shouldn't be hired because of their race, well, that would be detected, you see. Given what we've recently learned, says the author, about multiple government agencies and Democrat political campaigns have been teaming up with social media to censor conservatives, perhaps this news doesn't seem at all surprising, but that doesn't make it okay either. As citizens, you have the right to engage in free speech, the story says. What you absolutely do have the right to never, you don't have the right to not be offended. See, we have a choice here when it comes to speech. You want freedom of speech. If you want that, then people are going to say things that you don't like. You're going to have to deal with it. Or you don't want freedom of speech. Be very careful if you don't want freedom of speech. Because if you don't want freedom of speech, then sooner or later, they're not just going to go after the people you don't like. They're coming after you. Yeah, that gets really ugly after a while. Go take a look at those countries that do not allow freedom of speech and how nasty it is. And what they do to people who, well say what they're not supposed to say, or even look like they're thinking what they're not supposed to be thinking. Go take a look at those countries, see if you want to live that way. All right. So here's your government spending over half a million dollars so far on something like this, and it's going to get worse over time unless we put some kind of a stop to it. Now, that money went through with the latest omnibus, well, the last omnibus spending bill. The next one is about to be passed. Congress is debating it right now. The Senate is. The last details of it. So they can it was already passed, but there's details they're still working on right now, which might actually make the thing bigger. But they have no idea what's in most of it. This is the kind of stuff that goes into it. This is where all of that money goes. Coming up on 942. Remember, folks, uh, Miss Mary and I are off on Monday. Wake Up Wyoming. Is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming. Frank Gambino is joining me in here, and I, I guess in your studio there was actually a little girl in there too, right? Yeah, and she's yeah, doing okay. a better job than the adults. Okay, well, just a little while ago, a, our news director, Colby, had to show up with her little girl, and a little while ago, this door opened, and a kid steps in here, looks at me, <laughs> look a panic on the face, heads out the other way, and you know that back in these studios, if you're not used to this... You're looking for the Minotaur at some point. Yeah. It's a maze back here. Yeah, well, totally. And then I ran into this little girl at her desk. I'm like, yeah. wow, Colby like, lost got, got 30 shorter. years of her life Yeah, there, really you know? did. Yeah. Ooh. Now, this could be really scary because it's dark back here. There's a yeah. lot of corners and stuff like that. Okay, a couple of things. First off, from former Wyoming Speaker of the House, Tom Lubnow, up in Gillette. Things you say in Gillette. 
I'm glad it's going to warm up to zero today. Okay. And I'm thinking, so he's going to get to zero today? Wow. Are we? No. Really? No, we're not going to. Tomorrow, though, we'll be in the 30s. Okay, that, that, that's that, that, nice. That's that's we'll be better, above yeah. freezing yes. tomorrow. Christmas Day, yeah. you'll like it because Excellent. it's mid-30s. Thank okay. You, yes. uh, then I came across this one. Wyoming coal miners mining Christmas presents for naughty children since 1867. Yes, I, I and I I still have mine. Somebody gave me coal for Christmas. You did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still, I still have it downstairs. Yeah. Did you earn it rightfully, or was it a I, joke gift? Oh, no, I think I've... <laughs> I've yeah. earned a truckload, <laughs> yeah. a dump truckload. <laughs> Fine, yeah. I've often said, though, that when you give coals to a Wyoming kid, they actually turn and thank you. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's that, that's a living around here. Well, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Can't, you can't light it on fire. It'll heat mm. your home. You, you can do a lot with it. I, I one time ran a list of all of the things that we do with coal products, mm-hmm. and it's more than just heat your home. The kinds of stuff that we get out of coal and then... When we're done with it, the ash that's left over, mm-hmm. there's loads of things you can make with that. So the amount of products that come out of that, it's just, it goes on and on and on. So there's a lot that you can do with coal. I, I want to go for a ride in one of their <clears throat> dump trucks. The big Tonka toys? Yeah. 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 I knew someone, he's retired now, but he worked in one of the mines up there in Gillette. And I kept asking him, and it, we just never arranged it. But yeah, I want to get in one of the big Tonka toys and go not, driving all the way down to the bottom. Right. It, well... Going downhill is better than uphill? I don't care. It's just way down. You, you stood there? Have oh, you no. stood by one of those? I've, uh, I was just through there last week. I saw okay. one of them going like <clears throat> yeah. up and then down. Way down, yeah. yeah. And those are way down. The other thing I want to do, and I had an opportunity, but the opportunity passed just because they weren't going to do it on the day that I was available. But every now and then they allow someone to push the button to hit the explosives. Oh. Yeah. And that, it's the orange dust kind of thing. That's going. kind of a thing. So that's something else I want to do. I want to get up there to the Gillette area, and I want to actually push the button. Hang on. Since you're not there, I can go here, there. I can push this button over here and say go. All righty then. Our latest wildpreps.com uh, high school basketball poll is out. And for 4A boys, Cheyenne East rated number one. Central second, Thunder Basin third, Star Valley fourth, Sheridan and Jackson fifth. In 3A boys, Douglas is rated first, followed by Warland, Lander, Buffalo, and Powell. And 2A boys, Pine Bluffs remains number one with Bighorn second, Tongue River third, Wind River fourth, Kemmerer fifth. And in 1A boys, Saratoga is rated first, followed by Burlington southeast, Little Snake River, and Cokeville. On the girls' side, in our Wild Preps basketball poll in 4A. Cody number one, Cheyenne second, Campbell County third, Natrona fourth, and Laramie fifth, and 3A. Douglas is still operated, followed by Lyman, Newcastle, Mountain View, and Buffalo. Wyoming Indian tops the 2A list, followed by Rocky Mountain, Tongue River, Kemmerer, and Shoshone. And in 1A, Girls Southeast rated first, followed by Upton, Burlington, Cokeville, and Saratoga. University of Wyoming basketball teams have some time off for the holidays. The Cowboys got to the holiday break with a record of 5-7 and seven after a 66-54 loss to St. Mary in Phoenix. That is a far below preseason expectations, and the team certainly has missed star forward Graham E.K., who has not played this season due to a foot injury. Cowboys will start at the Mountain West Conference portion of their schedule on Wednesday at Fresno State, and this group just has to find ways to win as opposed to finding ways to lose. The Wyoming Cowgirls got to the break at 7-4 and four as they rebounded from a big loss at Nebraska to beat a good Wichita State team on the road on Tuesday, 61-56. Douglas native Allison Furtig at 16 points and 18 rebounds as the team as a whole went 8-15 from the three-point 
deadline. Cowgirls will start Mountain West Conference play on Thursday at Nevada, Las Vegas. And in the National Football League, there's a ton of games tomorrow, including Buffalo at Chicago. Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen was named to the Pro Bowl, and he the Bills are 11-3 on the year. Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson will be at New England tomorrow. Bengals are 10-4, and, and Wilson was on, was in on 15 tackles in last week's win over Tampa Bay. And last night, Jacksonville got to 7-8 with a 19-3 win over the New York Jets. Former Wyoming Cowboy Andrew Wigger with one tackle in that game for the Jaguars. That's in sports. So you just sound like you're hunkered down for Christmas? I think so. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm, uh, I'm to run over to Scott's Bluff, Nebraska tomorrow, yeah. hang out with my, my son, okay. bring him back here for a little bit, and then yeah. just you know just do the... you got all the games lined up, ready oh, to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. This, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, no reason to go outside. You can no, actually not say, really. No, no, and I'm no. just going to sit here in front of the... How big is your television? Uh, big enough to enjoy it. I mean, I don't okay. have one of these monstrous TVs. Like the ridiculously large one they put in my studio here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, much smaller than that. Much smaller than yeah. that one over here. Yeah. Okay. If yeah. you don't use it, I will take it home. You, you, you know, you can go ahead. I... I will deny everything. <laughs> but I keep looking at this going, I don't need this huge television in well, the studio. You know, you, know you can be Santa. So I, I could, yeah. Well, but again, then the blame is put on me for letting you do it. Well, Wait till I leave today. Okay. And then give yourself a Christmas present. Th- thank Nobody's you. Nobody's listening. Nobody heard a thing. <laughs> Nobody, yeah. We're all good. Silence yeah. is golden. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Just wake up, my own.